0: You're listening to 50 Plus a Tip, the show for strippers, ethical sluts, and other open-minded hoes. Hey guys, it's Danny. So today I'm joined by Dora Cola, who is a 24-year-old exotic entertainer and badass entrepreneur based in here in Vancouver, BC. If you follow Dora on Instagram, which you fucking better, you know she's a no fucks given rock and roll chick who is completely unapologetically herself. Thank you so much for joining me, Dora.
1: Hi, Danny. Thanks for having me.
0: Such a pleasure. (laughs) I've been trying to like snag you for this for a while now, and our schedules have kind of uh, mismatched. But
1: (laughs) yes, I'm so glad it's finally happening. (laughs) It's here. Um... Yes, and to clarify, we are not. Face to face, we are doing this whole self isolating thing.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: Airwaves.
0: We're being responsible hoes.
1: Very responsible hoes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so right from the get go, how long have you been in the sex industry for?
1: So I have been in the sex industry for three years now. Okay. Um, I started as a PR girl, uh, and I did that for a year and a half. And then PR got slow, so I decided to work at the club, Number 5 Orange, and I um, started that a year and a half ago, so in total, everything has been, for three years now, selling the pussy.
0: (laughs) Selling the God-given gifts. Um, oh
1: yes the power of the pussy I love like just sitting in my room sometimes like in my house and just looking at everything and just thinking to myself reminding that hey I bought this out with with my pee
0: yeah (laughs) right it is is actually very empowering yeah definitely Um, so what avenues are you working in right now then are you you're still doing PR and the club then
1: yeah, so I'm still doing private parties, so like stags, office parties, divorce parties, <laughs> right. out of prison parties. <laughs> um, if you can think it, we might do it. Um, and yes, yeah, so and I'm also a regular stage girl at Number Five Orange, and I only work at Number Five Orange club-wise. You're um, loyal to the um, orange. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> and um, I think you know, obviously, when this all ends with what's going on um summer's coming so like boating season golf season yeah so if you want hot days Danny and I (laughs) hey we're a good duo too who does that um yeah
0: how did you first start then we said you started in PR how did you get into that
1: so I had just gotten back from my first, like, real job, which was working in radio, actually. I was a rock radio disc jockey. I was so an on-air personality. Amazing. Um, And I had to move to Alberta for that. Fucking hated Alberta. Mm -hmm. Um, It was just so racist and sexist. And especially in my industry, in a very, very male-dominated industry, they were not having the door Cola because I was the same way. Like, obviously, I looked different, but I was still very, like, you know, open, open-minded. I was very bubbly and just who, who I am still today. That never changed. And they were not really liking it. I mean, c- career-wise, um, I was doing really well and I really loved the work that I was doing. Um, but just living in Alberta, it was not for me. And to clarify, it was small town, Alberta. So yeah, it was, it was very different from fucking Vancouver. (laughs) So yeah, I moved back to Vancouver. I didn't have a game plan at all, but I just knew I had to follow my gut and just move back. So came back to Vancouver, didn't have any work. Um, And I just started like slanging really, really random like promo jobs, like being like the beer girl in front of like a booth and like, you know, just shit like that. So I was doing the most random jobs ever. And then one of my girlfriends um, who I was doing promo work with started telling me about PR. And I was like, what the fuck is this all about? And she was like, listen, like I really need Asian girls right now and you're Asian and you got your whole thing going on, so if you want to join, there's lots of parties. We go topless and this and that. And guys throw money at you. Guys put money in your G-string and I was like, you're like what? say no more. <laughs> yeah, say no more sis. Like when do <laughs> I start? And I was dating someone at the time and he was so not about it, but I've just always been, you know, the type to not give a fuck about what anybody thinks. So I wasn't going to let some dude hold me back. So I was like, "Hey, sign me up. And I did my first party. Um, I totally didn't tell Buddy who I was dating and I just did it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And like in my first party, I remember I made $800. Okay, and, not bad at all for a first party. Yeah, for a first party. And I was like, what the fuck? Wow. Uh, that's when I knew my life was never going to be the same ever again. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, shout out to um, Ari for for getting me into this. And never did I think that I would become a full-on, you know, what I would classify as stripper now. Yeah. Uh, And especially, let alone a stage girl. So I did not think that was going to happen. I just, you know, was going to do that, like, here and there. Like, I was still doing my random promo gigs, um, even with PR. And then eventually I just only did PR. And now I do a lot more stage slash club stuff versus PR. Because everything's just, I don't know, we're constantly evolving.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, With regards to, like income, um, because I know I've talked about this quite a bit on the podcast with other performers um, who dabble between like VIP and stage, Um, and then especially girls that do PR and then came into the club, or vice versa, where do you find money is better? In PR still, or is it in the club for you now?
1: It's so weird, because they're both just such different hustles, and I don't know. I think for me personally, I, I, uh, I mean, if we're going to talk about preferences, obviously like me being on stage, like that's just my thing and I fucking love it. And that's like how, performing, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I would say that, like, that's where I feel, feel most like. Fuck yeah, like this is how how I'm gonna make my money. Like this is how I um this is how I hustle. Yeah. Um but I don't know, like you could have a really fucking amazing party and boom, there's your like there's your rent for the next like year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's such a gamble, but that's just like the industry. Like mm-hmm. anything you do, any work that you pick up, it's always a gamble. Like mm-hmm. you could do PR, expect to make, like, two grand, The walk out with 150, and yeah. you stay the full four hours. Or you can luck out at the club one day and make, like, four grand. Like, it's, it's just, you never
0: know. Yeah. No, but, that's very true. Yeah.
1: But, you know, I like to maximize my options and combine everything mm-hmm. just so I can make the most...
0: no for sure I think especially in our industry and as we're seeing now with COVID-19 and all that you really need to like um just have a variety of of avenues in case you know one isn't doing so well we see with like um the club in my experiences um it takes a hit in January February so you definitely need to have some kind of way to um supplement your money
1: yeah totally like I'm a million percent like a hustler. So, you know, especially during this time, I'm not going to be like, you know, picky and choosy. I'm just, I'm just going to fucking do it. <laughs> I'm going to do it all. <laughs> I'm going <a> to do it.
0: <laughs> um, I know like one thing that really bothers me is when people say things like, if I fail this class, I'm going to be a stripper. Or, you know, if I get fired, oh, I'm going to become a stripper or a sex worker. Cause I think what people are saying is they're making this like metric for failure in our society. Um, you know, they're measuring like your self-worth or your ability to achieve, you know? And if, if you fail at what you're doing, then like failed people become strippers. Um, Oh
1: my God. And you know what? It's the most insecure people that say shit like that.
0: Oh, exactly. Well, the most successful and intelligent people I know are sex workers. Um, and like yourself, for example, you've gone to school and you've had a radio career prior to stripping um mm-hmm. what other adventures and achievements do you have piled up behind you that people might not know about?
1: Um yeah, so I went to broadcasting school at BCIT straight out of high school. Um and I won a scholarship in my second year, in my last year, um, and also an award. It was one of the highest paying scholarships and the award was for being the most creative and um having one of the highest gpas and like overall well-roundedness awesome yeah so you know i've always like just put like everything into what i do and uh i've always just believed in like working really hard and if you're going to fucking do something, then you better give it a, give it your all. Because if you don't, then that means you probably weren't too about it. And why would you do something that you're not about? Like, life's too short. Mm-hmm. No, 100%. Yeah. Um, and I started my own company in high school called 604 Cartel, which... Some people still ref to this day, <laughs> and the Instagram is still alive, and it was just like hand knits and like handmade apparel. Amazing. Um, yeah, stuff, accessories, stuff like flower crowns for girls to wear during festival seasons. So I've always had a very entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah, and creative. And yeah, totally. Even though it wasn't, you know, necessarily, or even though it wasn't sex at the time, I just always was like, okay, what's next? What can I do? Yeah um so yeah and um, yeah there's there's other things about me but
0: <laughs> that, yeah. that's all they get for now
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: but no and even just um you have people that come out to your shows and you do well when you're at the club and you have a following on Instagram and you have fans and I think people overlook how much that even takes. I think people, Mm -hmm. oh, you have a pretty face, you're a big tits, like you should be a stripper. It's like you have no clue the hidden talents and the skills it takes not only to be a good stripper on the floor but to be a good performer and same with like it doesn't take all pole tricks. Like there is something like a quoi about being on stage and captivating an audience. And I think people totally um, dismiss how much – dancers and sex workers should be given credit for
1: oh my god totally like the same fucking regular shmeglers that say oh stripping the easy way out (laughs) i should just become a stripper at this point it's like first of all carol no you couldn't even be a (laughs) stripper if you fucking tried you fucking suck you don't have a good body you don't have a good face you don't know how to fucking talk to men approach men get wallets from men and you're not athletic enough so even if you tried yeah uh -uh, it's Uh not happening it's not gonna work like sorry and like you know like the whole like oh my god just like people thinking that even being a hoe on instagram is easy work like no do you realize i had to fucking put on my makeup Get my hair done, that literally cost me a couple grand. I had to work to fucking be able to purchase the clothes that I'm wearing on my Instagram, you know, the makeup that I'm fucking wearing, my hair, like everything. Like, mm-hmm. I. It, it, and even like trying to figure out which photo to post, making sure it's edited properly. Oh, yeah. Even the fucking.
0: Like, yo. Yeah, like, the lighting, the editing, what, yes. like, software you're using, what time. Yeah. Of, and then, like, if you're smart, you know what time of day you're posting, how you're marketing it, if you're using hashtags, yes. if you're collabing with other people. Like, it's such a fucking business to be successful it in is. in anything. But, like, Instagram, especially oversaturated businesses like Instagram, like sex. Yeah. Products, like, um
1: Like, yeah, like, what, just because it's sex, it, it doesn't count as a business? Oh, like, I don't have a brain all of a sudden because I know how to profit my off my own body and that I value myself so much to the point where I'm like, hey, like, I am going to take the choice in putting myself out there because I fucking love myself and I love my life and I'm a fucking share it. like, yeah.
0: And especially, no. when, especially when you know you have something that people want, right? Like people like to yeah. watch you. People like to, you know, touch you if that's the kind of sell, what you're selling. Yeah. Like, you know, you have um, a commodity that people want. So why would you not capitalize on that? You know, scientists sell their brains pretty much when they're working for someone. So why can't we sell our sex appeal?
1: exactly and it's the people that don't want to fucking see it because they could never do it themselves so they take their own insecurities miserableness and failures on us and it's like Nah, fuck you. I'm not your online therapist. Yeah, yeah. not doing that for free. Yeah,
0: and I'm not not your punching bag too. I think a lot of people want to be trolls because they're so angry inside. I know a girlfriend of mine sent me some messages that they'd be like, look what this person said. I'm like, babe, like it could be worse. You could be them. Do you know what I mean? Like imagine how much hate this person must have with regards to themselves and inside their heart to be that mean to someone they don't even know. Do you know what I mean? Like I know that's like, it takes a lot to practice that mentality, but I think once you start to realize that, like, people's behavior is solely a reflection of themselves. So, totally. when you're getting these trolls messaging you, I remember when I went through the ideal image thing, and I had, like, oh my people, God. oh, girl, I had people, like, commenting on my post being, like, she looks like she's 400 pounds, she's too ugly <laughs> to be, yeah, she's too ugly Which to be Which you
1: stri- know you're not. No. And- and You'll only take offense to that and only feel miserable about a comment like that is if you see the truth in it yourself and that's not fucking truth. So why would I take offense to that? Yeah, exactly. And, and then, yeah,
0: exactly. Um, and that's one thing I think people don't realize is how thick of skin you have to develop in the oh, industry. And yeah, like the, that's another thing for sure. Yeah. And just like you have to be able to be very mentally strong in this industry. One, because people will try to tear you down and there's a lot of people who will try to take advantage of you. So um, I think yep. just, just as a woman in general, not even just a sex worker, I think women get tearing, torn down a lot and attacked. And, um, and I think as a sex worker, it's just like times 10. Um, and I think the people don't even have that ability to go into the industry with the thick skin and like the, um, the know all of who they are and I think that's why like I said to you before we even started recording one of the things I adore about you is that you're very unapologetically yourself and that's something that I I try to pride myself on being Um, Uh and I think it's when you're like that when you're like hey this is me take it or fucking leave it Um, it really brings out people that will have your back like will find you and the shitty people like they'll let themselves out ideally oh my
1: god totally right which is honestly great because i only want to fuck with people that fuck with me and like legitimately you know yeah no
0: 100%
1: when it comes down to it like that's it's not a big list you know like i have like one bff and obviously I have my family and then, you know, I have like good friendships and relationships, but it's not like I have this, you know, <laughs> big, like whatever it is. It's not like that at all when it comes down to it. Like there's only, you know, a few that can be trusted. Oh, mm-hmm. well, for sure. And I think that's
0: too, like just when you, when you're growing up and when you're aging too, well, life gets busy, mm-hmm. but also like you just kind of come more into yourself And people start to become more into themselves. And then you kind of really get to see what makes people who they are. And you get to kind of find the right people for you. And sometimes Mm -hmm. that means a smaller circle. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'd rather have, like, two people that have my back than, like, the 30 friends I used to have that I always had to, like, dim my light for, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I totally agree. Like, and I think, like, you know, with... What we do, just, like, with what I do, uh, like, going on stage and, like, having to um, take, like, a huge crowd and, like, just through, like, a transformative journey throughout the night and just having to talk to so many fucking people all the time. It's, like, you know, when I get home, I just really, like, I, I just... Want to fuck with myself, really? No, for right? I sure. I do fuck myself. I have a
0: dildo, a hot <laughs> <mood> one. <laughs> for sure. Um, I'm just gonna go back to the education uh, comments. There, I had someone mm-hmm. ask me a couple weeks back um, because I think I most most of my followers, most of my listeners know that I have two degrees and that I do pride myself on having quite an academic background. Um, Fuck yeah.
1: Oh my God.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But one of the things they asked me, and I've had this asked several times, is you know, if you are someone who has an education or some kind of career, uh, do you tell people and clients, customers, about your education and career, if they ask, or do you kind of downplay it? What do you think is a more of a selling feature? And um, just wanted your yeah. take on that as a um, fellow, you know, educated woman. um yeah. Do you let people know that you're educated, or mm-hmm. do you downplay that to kind of like appease yeah. them?
1: So one thing about me is that I would never, you know, tell someone else how to hustle, like what they're doing is wrong or right or whatever it is. Like I like my opinion never matters so this is me personally and I know I personally know lots of girls that are the complete opposite with how I you know do things and uh, but that's just you know what makes all of us unique as hustlers we all have our (laughs) different ways and we can all learn from one another but personally yeah I I'm not good at the whole like bullshitting customers and like being the whole like playing the whole like you know hey, no, I never went to school can you please help me like I, I can't do that I've I've tried but it just doesn't work for me like it, it just doesn't make me feel authentic and people like clients like me because I am super like fucking just me very authentic and like there's you know no filter Mm -hmm. I don't want to say anything to piss off anybody because I'm not trying to say like hey girl like what you're doing is wrong because it works for a lot of girls to like either you know um approach a client a certain way by saying certain things no for sure yeah but for me personally that's just what works for me is to just like I've just always been straight up and like
0: yeah. <laughs> no, no, I completely agree. I think we're very similar yeah. in the way we yeah. hustle. Even when I work parties with you and that, like, yeah, you know uh, what you're like at the at the club is very similar to what I see from you when me and you talk. You know, your voice yeah. doesn't change. You know, your enthusiasm yeah. doesn't change. You know what I mean? But I also have close oh girlfriends God. of mine who, when yep. we we hang out outside, their voice is like a completely different octave. You know, and then yep. when they go to the club, they're like, hey, yeah. like, and it's yeah. like. And like they oh have a God. whole backstory. Like I know my one girlfriend was um, an architectural engineer. Had her, she was going for her PhD, <laughs> and in the club, she pretends she's a hairdresser. Like, oh. you know, like it's a whole thing. And I don't think, yeah, you know, I I personally am the same same category as you, where like I'm very much me in and out of the club. But I think for yeah. me, and maybe it maybe it would work better sometimes if I were to. Play that like ditzy big boobed girl role. Yeah. But oh
1: my God, it, who knows? Yeah.
0: <laughs> but I just, I think I know for me, because I've been doing it for, you know, seven years now, that mm-hmm. um, like my m- mental state and my like emotional mm-hmm. expenditure, it, I can't do that for that long. Like it would, exactly. it would, exactly. Yeah. For me, as the it's, person I am, it would emotionally yeah. drain me to like put on a whole act for like an entire show. Totally. Shift. Um, yeah but, so like
1: but, but I'm like sorry yeah I, I'm the exact same way too like just like even keeping little secrets from people like I just couldn't I was never that girl like even like dating dudes and like hiding something from them it was like the hardest thing to do and it, it like every day I was like hating myself and it, it it's like I can't live that way yo like my mental state would just go crazy and like I think I have Done some real fucking interesting things and I am just this like weird, unique, interesting chick that like and maybe it's my ego too. I'm like, yeah, let's talk about me and like <laughs> who I am and what I've done and I'm about it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off.
0: <laughs> oh no, 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 you're fine. No, but I just I just echo what you said, how you know hustles mm-hmm. work so differently for everyone. Um, and you know, being that intellectual slash educated, not that they're synonyms for each other, that, um, you know, that girl can really, it can pay well in the club. You can get a certain clientele with that. And then playing, you know, like the innocent little ditzy girl can also work well. And it just kind of depends on what hustle you're going for, what clientele you're going for, what um, you're, like, capable of doing, you know. Yeah.
1: No, for sure, I agree. Yeah, I think that all of us, each – one of us that has ever been in the industry, whether we used to be, still are, we can all write a book and it would all be so different and so interesting because we're all different. We've all experienced similar experiences that we obviously share and talk to each other about, but they're all different at the end of the day. Like the way that I approached this dude for a lap dance was completely different from, you know, my coworkers. So, no, 100%. Yeah, Yeah, it's super interesting, though, and it's, like, nice to shoot the shit with, you know, talk shop with the girls that do hustle completely different from you, because it's like, okay, we can all learn from each other sort of thing. No,
0: definitely. Um, I know we mentioned just earlier that, you know, your circle starts to get a little smaller as you get older, and, you know, me and you are both very much unapologetically ourselves, and sometimes that also makes a circle (laughs) smaller, And me and you have briefly touched on it before in conversations outside this podcast that, um, you know, most women I know, and like yourself and squares included were slut shamed pretty much their whole life and starting at like a super young age. How did you handle those kind of comments before you begin to sex work?
1: Yeah. So I think, so I'm 24, so I grew up like high school for me, was when we started, like, using phones at school and, like, social media was really, really taking off. So, I was bullied and slut-shamed my whole high school career because I was always me. I was the same way. I didn't give a fuck. I was super open about uh, sex because, obviously, I was having sex. Like, we all fucking were. And... um People didn't like that. People didn't like that. I was loud and happy and proud to be me because they didn't find their own identities yet that they had to take their own insecurities and portray them onto me. So what's the easiest way to cope with someone that's different? Well, hate on them. Mm-hmm. And hey, if like, there's more people that hate on this chick, then the more, more powerful I can feel to fill the void of me honestly just being sad with myself mm-hmm. cuz hey i'm not either they weren't there yet or they just you know like people just hate on people that are successful if you're doing good you will always have haters and that's how you know you're doing something right with your life no 100% so, yeah i learned that at a at a super young age and like i remember like in grade 8 literally like some fucking bitch like <laughs> Uh, literally was, like, yelling, like, slut, like, fuck you. Like, oh like God. those words were always, those words were, like, in my vocabulary so early on. Like, I dealt with all the shit. And it wasn't just, like, I went to school and then dealt with, like, some haters and that was that. It was online and offline. So, sorry, sure, it was in person uh, and online. So, I, um, you know, would go to school and then deal with... Um. Uh, just horrible fucking people and then go home to try and escape but then I would have to deal with it online but you know what even then when I had to experience bullying and being harassed all the time so early on I didn't let that stop me from living my life being me I could have easily you know I like I mean it was bad like I could have done other things, and, like, found alternative ways to cope, like, turn to drugs, or, like, even worse things, like, people commit um, suicide Mm -hmm. over Mm -hmm. bullying, like, it's such a, and I've dedicated, like, a lot of my time, I've done countless research papers in college about bullying, and I've really looked into this, because it really affected my life, and I would never want um someone else's life to be affected by it like if i had kids one day and like i find, found out that they were being bullied I, I would fucking show up to the school like the psycho mom i would be and be like yo who the fuck is bullying my kid right now 100%. It's not cool. i'm like we should be teaching our kids not to bully yeah because it's not cool and if you bully you fucking suck and there's something wrong with you
0: a hundred percent. No, I'm a little bit older than you, <laughs> sadly. So I was kind of like, my space was around a little bit when I was coming out of high school and like Facebook a little bit. I don't even think I had one in high school. Um, cause I guess like 2008 was when it was, <coughs> bit, it was coming out. Right. And I graduated 2009. So, um, yeah, it wasn't really like a big thing and Instagram wasn't around yet. Um uh-huh. so I would like count my blessings so that like wasn't part of my high school experience, but I also did go to a small high school which was religious and I got bullying where like people would tell me how I'm going to burn in hell and my family was <gasps> like my family's going to burn in hell because we don't go to church and like I remember oh my God. Yeah, and I was a virgin all through high school. I didn't lose my virginity till I was 19. Um, and yeah, and part of that was because I had been called a slut all through high school, um, because I wasn't religious. So people Mm -hmm. just assumed that I was this huge slut, even though all the religious kids were having sex and like doing like the poop hole loophole where they ass fuck and like pretend it's not sex. Um, Mm -hmm. but I was like the actual virgin and I'd have like the principal pulling me into his office and, like, lecturing me on how I should be pure. And I was like, yo, dude, I'm a virgin. Oh like, fu- fuck off. Not that you even need to tell you that, you psycho. Ew. It's you...
1: so disgusting that men have always felt entitled to have a position over our own bodies. Yeah. And our own fucking pussies. Yeah. Like, are insane. you kidding me? I know, insane. Yeah. Like, in high school, I got sent home multiple times because my, my tank top strap was turning on the gym teacher too much Ooh. like oh the male the male students like that's not how they said it but they were like oh the some of the male teachers and male students are uncomfortable then you need to
0: like, talk oh. to these fucking men that are like sexualizing a teenager
1: yeah straight the fuck up Ugh. well basically it's like you're telling me that these dudes and like their education is more important than me and my education like how about teach your fucking sons to deal with their own fucking dicks themselves. Like, how do yeah. teach them not to be fucking predators? Yeah, 100%, you
0: know? girl.
1: Because there's fucking nothing wrong with my body and my legs, so... Yeah. Fuck yeah. you. If,
0: like, my shoulders are that distracting to you, like, you need help. Like, yeah. <laughs> you need it. Straight up.
1: Help. Like, control your fucking dick. That's yeah. not my problem.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. People are fucking crazy. I know also, too, like, going on the... Uh, the theme here of shitty people, Um, you and I also spoke before um, about racism in the sex industry. Mm -hmm. And I know like as a white passing individual myself, my experiences are much different than, um, than people like yourself or others who might not be classified as like in quotes, white passing. Um, Although I do still get, you know, remarks and hate being, being part native. Um, What, and what do you identify as?
1: Um, so
0: I'm Asian. I just, I I never want to call someone anything because I don't know like what people identify as, right? So you identify as an Asian woman. Um, so there's like, you'd be extremely naive to think that racism doesn't exist for Asian women in this industry. Do you want to speak on how it has come up for you in the industry and the impact it has?
1: It's so interesting because I feel like I have the power in this industry to fucking turn the racism around and use it to my advantage of, you know, being fetishized. Well, fuck, if I'm going to get fetishized, I might as well get another fucking couple grand off this dude. Um, And it has really worked out for me in the sense that I've taken advantage of that and have... You know, um, gone home with maybe like a few more bucks, mm-hmm. but sometimes it does fucking suck, and that's why you gotta have thick skin throughout through it all. Like I've never had someone like straight up, like to my face, was like, "Yo, fuck you, you're Asian." <laughs> like it's, it's not like that, but I mean, I think like I'm an extremely intelligent and intuitive person and like you know sometimes when you just know and you know
0: yeah that's
1: how I know (laughs) and um yeah it's, it's it's like it the spectrums honestly varies like it's I like straight up like when PR when you get booked for a party so basically when you submit your photo to whoever's booking the party and then you hear back if you got the gig or not I mean, straight up, they'll say, like, the guys don't like Asian girls, so don't apply if you're Asian, like, that sort of thing, like, either that, or, um, and even then, like, I don't even think twice at this point about it, like, oh my god, that's so fucked up, that's, like, not okay, it's just, like, okay, like, fuck, it is what it is, and, um, at the club, like, I've been told, like, I had a there's this like older dude that comes in and I'm going to say it cause I know he's obviously not on social media and shit like that. And he has straight up told me, um, Oh, I'm not going to tip you cause you have too many tattoos, but that's not true because the next girl that came on who was fully tatted was tipped by him and he tips, he, uh, he's he'll tip all the girls except for the colored girls in the lineup really so yeah so there's shit like that and just comments that are made like for me my questions that I get asked when I like let's say I'm uh you know approaching a customer it's not hey how are you like how's your day it's hey what are you oh girl and then it's like (laughs) yeah and then it's like oh shit like right, I'm Asian, I'm colored, I'm this, I'm that, I totally forgot about all these things that apparently make, you know, me, I guess, different, exotic, stand out, like, all these things, like, I, I try to not, you know, I try to see the good in everybody, and I try to not take it the wrong way, like, oh, okay, they're just, they just find me different, so I'll, that's why, and, like, you know, with a very physical, uh, appearance-based job, like, I, I get that Mm -hmm. but it's also like like come on like when you start hearing that like that's like the you know the one question that just like seriously pops up and like every single fucking conversation with every dude in the entire club it's like oh my god so yeah it does I think it just like adds up really like if anything and um because the white girl over there didn't get the same question that doesn't have to deal with that kind of shit. Yeah. I know. Yeah. There's nothing. We're two fucking human beings at the end of the day. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. um, we're two dancers. We're yeah. So it is annoying.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think racism is most obvious to me because I am, when you look at me, like a lot of people can't place what I am um, mm-hmm. And I get like honestly at least five times a day. Like people will be like, "What are you? What ethnicity are you?"
1: Oh my god! Like, I, I don't. I look
0: like in quotes exotic. And I think it's most racism is most obvious to me when if I if they say Latina and I say and they're like they're smiling because I think it's sexy because just like mm-hmm. uh, Asian women Latina women have been fetishized mm-hmm. fetishized a lot in the industry. Um, yeah, they're smiling. But if I correct them and say, "Oh, like." no I'm Métis their faces drop and it's like wait like physically you liked what you saw when I was a different ethnicity like I had nothing to do with Mm. my looks like you still thought I was attractive then the minute you I had a different type of blood in my bone like blood in my body then all of a sudden your mood changed that's fucking racism dude like my looks didn't change and I've had a guy this happened to me a couple times at the club where I go for a good dance with a guy and um, when they ask upstairs what I am and I say what I am they've called me a chug um yeah oh my god so I was like okay like, I don't I don't want your racist money like you can leave like
1: yeah like, well I still took yourself. their money let's
0: be honest but like fuck out of here um
1: it's like you only asked that question because you wanted to hear a certain answer yeah exactly like, and it's also like why does it matter why does my fucking ethnicity no you at like any my look point, who cares yeah with anything I do like yeah why does that matter like yeah. You know, like, a job that I apply for. Me going to the fucking store. Like, me talking to somebody. Me doing this and that. Why does it matter what my ethnicity is? Like,
0: why? Yeah. Especially in our industry where it's look-based. Like, if you like the way my eyes are shaped, like, or, like, the way my, like, I have fuller lips, or like, whatever you like about my body, like, what does finding out what, what blood I have in me change that look? Like, you still liked it before, so, like, if it's, if you're looking at me differently now that you know I'm a certain ethnicity, like, you're mm-hmm. racist, <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah, you're
1: straight up, and I think, like, even conversations, like, uh, something that still sticks with me to this day is, um, a couple summers ago, um, this, white woman like just you know obviously she's been privileged she's never gone uh, a day of being experiencing anything racist towards her whereas like I have my whole life like I like grew up with people can't tell my parents to go back to China like that was like
0: disgusting you no.
1: know yeah disgusting like um that would happen a lot and I so I had to experience that super early on and as a colored person you do experience that early on and you are constantly reminded that hey you know you're asian right like every single day of your life like there will be there will not be you know a time where i won't have to experience that even in the future because at the end of the day i'm still asian and Mm -hmm. people are gonna fucking talk about it because People are still fucking very racist, yes. um, but my, uh, what this lady said that still, like, <laughs> kind of sticks with me and kind of pisses me off, is <laughs> she, like, found out I worked at Number 5 Orange, and um, she was, like, a friend of a friend, and, like, she, she owns this bar, won't say which one and so obviously me and her are talking trying to have a normal fucking conversation where my ethnicity does not have to come up and she was like oh your job must be so hard for you because I can't imagine every guy liking Asian woman yeah and I was like that what? is so fucking rude like you yeah. you found out okay, like this girl's Asian and she works at the strip club. And the first thing you think about is something negative pertaining to my race that I don't do as well as other, you know, white girls per se because of my fucking race.
0: But like, that's like insane. Like even if it wasn't insane. about race, like imagine like going up to someone and being like, I bet you don't do good as a stripper because you have such small, tiny titties. Like, do you, yeah, mean? like you would never say that to someone normal. else. So why are you talking about a race like that? It's, yeah. Like, well, I'm like annoyed for you.
1: Oh my god, I know. So, when that was a comment that was made, and, like, still to this day, I'm kind of like, okay, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, it's crazy how much stuff sticks with you, and I bet, like, she walked away and doesn't even remember saying that. Do you know what I mean, like, I bet she doesn't oh. even, like, it doesn't even register with her. I remember, like, in middle school, I think it was, like, you know how, like, people do that, like, Indian, like, thing where they, like put their hand over their mouth like uh, like that oh my god yeah yeah like I, I had braids in my hair one day like like pigtail braids and like <gasps> these this guy started doing that to me and it's i still remember i like ran away crying and i still like when i not even joking like my hair is in braids right now and like anytime i braid my hair it like i have like a flashback of that like it's so crazy how much stuff sticks with you
1: wow that's fucking crazy
0: right people are (coughs) shitty don't be fucking racist you losers
1: yeah straight up
0: and y'all want to fuck us like y'all think we're hot so like fuck you i know
1: like what the fuck is up with that right people are psycho
0: um yeah I, i agree i guest lecture at a local university on sex workers rights in canada and I saw
1: that.
0: Yeah, I'm doing it for like five, I think this is my fifth year now or fourth year now. That's um,
1: so cool. Yeah, I, love I really it. like it.
0: But I had a girl. I you know I, we were talking about racism in the um, in the sex work industry, and I mentioned you know being white passing and how that changes things. Uh-huh. And one of them made a really good question, and I thought about asking it to you to see your answer. Um, so I was saying you know people request Latina or whatever sometimes, and I could pass as Latina. Um, and, like, how that impacts those that are Latino me applying. So, the question is, when guys specifically request an Asian woman, because they do sometimes, um, mm-hmm. and you have Asian passing women apply. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> or they get the job. Ooh. Ooh, here how, go. How do you feel about that?
1: Oh, my God. I have made it so clear, like, um, during the time where I have booked a few um, gigs here and there, where the guys did request for Asian, or even when I fucking see that, it really fucking pisses me off. And it is so disrespectful, because A, I'm only able to, as an Asian woman, when I see, oh, like, looking for Asian women, that's that's for me. That job is for fucking me because, A, I fit the criteria because I'm fucking Asian. Yeah. If they requested a Caucasian blonde girl, blue eyes, I'm not going to fucking apply for that. Like, what? Like, I'm like, yo, let me go and grab my wig. Like, no, that gig is reserved for girls of that type. Money moves around. There's enough money for fucking everybody. Like, I'm sorry, you can't be that desperate for what however much it is because that's so not fair that I already get limited gigs because of my ethnicity. And now you're trying to rob me from the one gig that I can't apply for. Mm -hmm. Like, no, like don't fucking do that. That's so gross. And like, I, I do remember like girls applying for an, an Asian only requested gig saying, Oh, like I'm not Asian, but I can pretend to be. And it's like, are you kidding me? How about just saving that gig for Asian women only? Because A, that's what they requested. And B, like, that that's the only real chance I can have a real chance of getting a confirmed gig, mm-hmm. you know, based on um, something that I am.
0: No, I agree. Um, so in the class, it's exactly what I said. I said, you know, like, especially minorities when... When a request is put in from a minority woman, um, like I think it's very disrespectful to jump on that if you, you know, if you're not that, min- if you're not that minority, because you know, you're taking a spot from someone who might also already be struggling to find to find work or whatever. Um, and then one of the students asked, you know, do so if a man requested an Asian woman, an Asian passing woman, were to apply. Right, like we said, like, okay, you're, you're stepping on toes here and you're being disrespectful. Uh-huh. But the person in my class made a good point. They said, um, would you feel about that, about the same, about minorities passing out as Caucasians to get a gig?
1: Mm-hmm. I know, she said this in front of the class. What? and I was like, hold on, let me think about mm-hmm. this.
0: Or other minorities applying for a minority gig. Like, say, for example, like, I know some girlfriends oh. of mine are um you know because a lot of different cultures even some spanish women and native women they can have yeah. a, they can have an almond shaped eye that can be mistaken mm-hmm. for different different asian ethnicities right yeah um so do you feel it's different yeah if a minority person were passing for another minority or if they're passing for a caucasian gig like do you think I that think, feels do you feel differently think- about that
1: I think at the end of the day, I personally, like, just don't fuck around but because I personally know how hard it is as a minority to um, not be chosen all the time. I, I, I know the struggles and, you know, the prejudice that I have personally had to deal with myself. So I personally just you know, when it comes to races and ethnicities, I, I don't, I just don't fuck around, you know, like, so you just I just apply escape. for what
0: you apply for, like, what, apply yeah, for what you exactly. are, and, and don't, don't bother exactly,
1: with I Stay in your lane. just don't fuck, yeah, exactly, I just don't fuck around with that shit, like, because I, I just, I know how it is, mm-hmm. and I would not want that for somebody else, mm-hmm. um, um, but with, you know, like, the minority thing, and, like, I, I think, like, you know, as a fucking minority, um, I, I think it's just already so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, just in everyday life with what we do, it's, it's different. It's so different. Well, a white person will never have to go through the struggles that I have to deal with. You know, the racism, the fucking harassment, whatever it is that I have to deal with, I see my family have to deal with. So, that, that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> well, that's my said. Yeah. I said in the
0: class, I was like, hey, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Like, yeah, I feel like it's okay if you're a white passing person to yeah. apply for Caucasian gigs. If you are another minority applying for a minority um, gig, like, maybe yeah. I'm 50-50 like- on that, but... It's more Straight so, up. it's more so when you're the like a majority person, like if you're a Caucasian person applying for a minority gig, then I think you're an asshole, but I'm a little more yeah. forgiving the other way around. For some reason, maybe it that's, sucks. you know, who knows if that's right or wrong, but that's just how I fucking feel. So
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree. And like people saying like reverse racism and like this and that, like, oh my God. Like the point is as a fucking colored person, I go through racism, so shut the fuck up. Yeah. Maybe listen because I, it's just like, like when people say, oh, how about straight cried? It's like a story, but like the one time that I can fucking celebrate, you know, like uh, my, orientation my ethnicity it's it's like people always will try and strip away from like you know what you're about what you're who you are and it's like what the fuck is wrong with people like people are so fucking entitled and that's why I love the joker movie because uh people are fucked but yeah. you know what I try to see the good in people 100% and, um, I think that's The best way to live.
0: (laughs) Well, that is a perfect segue, because speaking of the good, um, like I know for myself, sex work really helped me really come into my own skin, even more than I already had. I was always very much me, but sex work was really like, hey, I'm just going to own me very much how I am. Um, And I know you're also someone who's very proud of being a sex worker and a stripper and the identity that's come with that. How has sex work impacted you positively?
1: Oh, my God. Wow. Um. Yeah, I didn't even become public about, like, me as a stripper um, until, like, after my first, like, couple years, really. It was, like, a few months after I started stage. And I just was like, fuck it. Like, I've always lived a no-filter life. I'm never going to live a fucking alter-ego, double-life type life, and I'm just gonna go, I'm just, I'm just gonna fucking full send, like, this is who I am, and it's what I do, then, obviously, I'm gonna fucking own it, and, I mean, I've always been, you know, like, fun, loud, like, just no bucks given, no filter, um, crazy, So it's not like, oh, I've all of a sudden become this person. It's like I've just always, I always was that person. And, like, I chose the perfect occupation to really let me take advantage of who I am, my skills, my talents. And, yeah. I mean, I don't, fuck, like, stripping has really changed my life, too. What it is today like I can't imagine living the same way I was living I was making 30k in radio like that. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. 30k in a year to host a fucking evening show at a world class rock station doing uh, literally seven days a week. Uh, voicing for another uh, sister station in a different city, doing voiceovers, showing up, uh, showing up at community events, oh my uh, God. being active on social media. And so I seriously can't imagine a different life. And it has given me so many infinite opportunities. I have met like the coolest fucking people and now I'm surrounded by this, like, incredible sisterhood. Hashtag strippers, sisters, forever. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. Like,
1: I even in my bio, I have bad bitch. It's like, fucking rights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, okay, I know, like, we can't just, like, do this episode and not include something about coronavirus. Oh, my um, God. How has COVID-19 impacted your work, and how have you adjusted for it? Because I know I get a lot of message from girls being like, hey, my club closed down, like, what can I do? So how have you kind of, like, maneuvered around it?
1: Yeah, I think as a hustler, you'll always find a way to hustle, even during a fucking worldwide pandemic. (laughs) So I've really taken advantage of this opportunity to just – really enhance me as a hustler and find even more creative ways to hustle to make money and I always do that in general but obviously I can't physically show up at a club and physically get on stage where I have a physical audience which is how I make you know most of my income and that's just like any performer and really like a lot of fucking people in general, like even outside of stripping, like we're, we're all a little fucked, but thank God for savings. Cause I fucking, if there's anything I've taken advantage of with being Asian, it's that I've been taught some real good saving tricks. And so, yeah, like with the money I, I make since day one, I've always just like put it in my savings. So, um, I thank God for that. Like if, You're going to decide on stripping, save your fucking money. Cause you never know when the world might get a pandemic. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You Never know in general when you might need it. Um, So I have just been doing online work, which is what I, what I think everybody's doing now, but it's not where my passions are. So I have not been hitting it too hard. Like, I, I put it out there, you know, if anybody wants merch, which is all I have is posters right now, or used panties, <laughs> official <laughs> merch. But yeah, if anybody wants customized videos, photos, etc., hit me up. You got I'll it. I'll send you something, whether it's feet, I don't send full nude stuff, but yeah, if I can like dance to your favorite song or some shit, like le- let's do it. And I've also put it out there like with, uh, like voiceover work and like, you know, I can help you break up with your boyfriend or girlfriend. Yeah, I yeah, saw I that. Leave, I
0: love yeah, it. Yeah, I
1: can leave mean comments on your ex's profile. Like I'm just fucking going all out. You're versatile like, like that. Hear, yeah, like <laughs> the the world is ending. <laughs> I'm just fucking just put it out there. If you want me to do something crazy, I will. But you just gotta PayPal or e transfer me. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I think you know, like uh, this whole thing, like it's just out of our con- out of all of our controls. Like we we fucking can't do shit. So it's okay that I'm not making the same amount as obviously when I was. Because even you know uh, celebrities and shit, they're like not. Well, I guess some, but, like, some major performers obviously aren't making money either right now because they make money off touring and, like, making music and, like, that's all. Everything's just really hard to do right now, and and that's okay. It just means I can do more of what I want to do, whether it's hobbies. um, And I don't have an OnlyFans. I mean, I made a profile today because I wanted to stalk people, but it wasn't for me to, like, use it. But... I don't know, I've been kind of thinking about it, because I already post sexy, like, fun content on my Instagram, so it'd just be shifting it. That's been on my mind, but it's just not where my passions are, you know? And um, I'm a very passionate person, and I've always believed, and if you want to fucking do something, um, then go all out. And I can't go all out with doing something that I don't necessarily, like, feel 100% about, And there's also, like, a cliche quote, which is, if you love what you do, you'll never have to work a day in your life. And, you know, that cliche is cliche because it's true. So I've always believed that. So, yeah, I'm just fucking, uh, I guess, doing me and living life.
0: (laughs) And that sounds (laughs) fucking perfect. Um, I completely agree. Like, a hustler is going to hustle. And there are different avenues and I come, I like what you said about putting like, you're all into what you do because that's how it's going to be successful. Whatever way you're maneuvering the situation. Yeah. For sure. um, before I let you run away, I have three last final questions that are just quick, yes. little, quick little ones. Um, what is something you've done or tried sexually that you'd never try again?
1: Oh, never try again. Ooh. Oh, my God. I don't think it'd be anything, because I'm pretty fucking open-minded, and I, I like to get really weird, and, like, you know, even if I didn't like it, let's say, that time that I did it, I'm always open to doing it again. Um. So, I for the longest time, like, I thought it was fucking disgusting to... Like, you know, as a woman to eat your dude's ass. I was like, what the fuck? Who the fuck would do that? Like, straight guys like to do that shit? (laughs) Like, it was just, like, it was so bizarre to me. And I thought it was, like, I literally, like, fucking was so, like, just hated it. And I was so uncomfortable that my dude at the time was into it. And I, like, you know, like... I get all these like jealousy issues. I was like, "Oh my god, his ex like used to do that to him." Like, "Oh my god," and then I get yeah. into the spiral <laughs> of things. But I fucking like I ended up doing it one night, and I fucking loved it. Like, I like, and now I just own it. I'm like, "Yo, I want to eat all the fucking buttholes." So yeah, it's, uh, it's my little story of that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Amazing. Um, what is one thing you want to try sexually but you haven't yet?
1: Oh my god. Oh my god! Um. <laughs> ooh. Um. I really, really, really want to get fucked, like DP'd by two fucking uh, twins, mm. like brothers. That would be really fucking hot. Mm
0: hmm. Do you want them to look the same?
1: Yes, like exactly the same. <laughs> That'd be like so wild. I, got, oh my god! Oh, I got T.P.s last summer with like two long blonde-haired rocker dudes, and they played in the same band.
0: Nice. Like a guitarist huh?
1: and a bassist, and yeah, they looked super similar, but. We were twins, but that was like—I look like, to this day, I still fantasize about that because it was that hot, and nothing will to top that sexual experience.
0: Wow, that's quite unless, a testament to them. Holy shit!
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, unless you're like Joaquin Phoenix and you show up to my door, then that's like, okay, like, <laughs> sorry, you just
0: won. Yeah, sorry if but they show up to your door.
1: <laughs> if someone like Joaquin Phoenix oh, like, Joaquin showed up Phoenix. to my door. Yeah, like that. <laughs> Okay, like okay,
0: you take the cake, dude. But that'd be fucking wild. I don't see it happening, but I'll pray oh to say, I'll God. pray to Satan for you.
1: There is a zero point zero 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 one percent. So I'm still gonna believe yeah, in that. There's still think a chance. That, yeah. There's still a chance. Never <laughs> say never. But yeah, I think th- I, twins would be really hot. That would
0: be hot. I agree with that.
1: Yeah, and like, there's other things that like. I love but I, like, all my previous partners have either not been comfortable with it or, like, not too about it. Like, I just, like, love some, like, you know, rough love and sex. Like, I want to be fucking smacked and punched in the face and, like, all that. (laughs) Yeah, teeth knocked out. (laughs) Yeah, and obviously it takes, like, a certain person for that. So, uh, if you're... That person, send me money.
0: (laughs) Okay, so last question. What is one thing you wish people knew or understood about the sex industry?
1: Sex work is real fucking work.
0: Yes, girl. Yes! (laughs) Yes. (laughs) The mad times I posted that on my Instagram. (laughs) Like,
1: Like, people don't get it.
0: Yeah, that it's a legitimate industry, that it's legit career choice for women, that it's fucking work.
1: Yeah, and you know what, the real prostitutes in life are the fucking people that justify making, like, what, like, fucking ten bucks an hour, like, miserable, doing their fucking nine-to-fives, all that, and um, that those are the real prostitutes in life, Like fucking corporations and shit, like, I've always been my own boss. Until the day I'm in my fucking coffin, I will still be that bitch because I'm 100% <laughs> that bitch.
0: <laughs> Love it. Okay, on that note, that's it for this episode. Where can people find you, Dora?
1: So you can find me on my Instagram. That is the best way to see, well, pretty much the only way to see all of my ratchet ass, raunchy, no filter shit <laughs> I post daily. So check me out at Dora Cola, and that's Cola with a K. And um, if you liked hearing me, you can also PayPal me at paypal.me slash Doricola.
0: <laughs> awesome. And then you guys can obviously find me on Instagram at 50plusatip or email me at 50plusatip at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe, like, Follow whatever the fuck you guys do on Google Play, Google Podcast, Ditcher, or Spotify and review. Thank you so much for joining me, Dora.
1: Thanks for having me. Have a wonderful week and happy fucking hoeing. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.